Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Good morning. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's Catherine Zox on Voice America with Lauren Beller Blake, and it's VoiceAmerica.com. How are you this morning? Everyone, and how are you this morning, Lauren? Good morning, Catherine. I am excellent. Good. It's a it's a windy, chilly, freezing day here in Austin. Feels like a little like the Northeast. Yeah. Well, you got some of our weather, and I don't want to talk about the weather, but I will say we had such bad winds the other day. I was listening to some students play at the Hackett Middle School here, which is one of the huge middle schools in their music room, uh-huh. and because I was interested perhaps in doing some stuff with the school and the musicians, the young musicians, and it was on a corner room. It sounded the wind was blowing. I thought it was one of the music. I thought it was one of the kids playing something. Instead, <laughs> it was, I mean, Lauren, it sounded it was like a freight train, two Howling. freight trains. That's what they say a tornado sounds like when it's coming at you. If you hear something that sounds like a freight train, yeah. you're either supposed to stand under the door or go in the basement. Oh, I forgot dear. which. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, we were safe. Uh, so anyway, uh, our guest today, we have one guest today. We're going to talk to her for a while. It's a happy, happy guest, or it should be anyway, because uh, it's, it's a happy topic. We have one of the editors from the Betty Crocker cookbook oh, series. Like, it's going to be like a... Making our house war- uh, houses warmer. Yes, our houses kind and our of homes topic. and our families and good cheer. Nice. <laughs> I'm very cynical. But anyway, Jane Atkins, Betty Crocker Cooking Basics. So there's a lot of new stuff in this book, and then it also takes you to the next level if you're a better cook than basics. I don't know. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's are you? I, I'm not. I just, I do the basics. Yeah, you do the best you can. <laughs> I do the basics. I mean, I think I'm pretty, I'm probably above average, but I'm not like a Betty Cracker. I don't, it depends on the mood. It depends. I could be, I could put together a, a mean Christmas dinner, and I have before, but <laughs> I have to have a lot of energy behind it. It's How about a lot, a lot of, of incentive? A lot of incentive to do it. Like, you know, a, a, Take a great trip afterwards or something. I don't something, know. Yeah, I need to. Go. Here's one, and you're going to be surprised at this one, Lauren, because I don't usually give out this kind of information. But Uh-oh. I have a friend, and you and I have talked about having those lifelong friends. I have a friend that I grew up with in Maine. She and I were became friends at nine years old. I Fourth love grade. that. Isn't that fun? I love her. I probably talk to her once a year. Doesn't matter. We as all any of the ladies who are listening to this show know. Your best girlfriend from nine years old, you can talk once a year, twice a year, you know, or once every two years, and everything just kind of comes back to you, and it's, like, so easy to talk. Because these are the people who know where you come from, who you are. No explaining, right? Exactly. I had a call like that that two weeks ago from one of my favorite friends in Syracuse, New York, that I met in seventh grade. Yeah, exactly. That's the best. Yeah, it is. So well, I was thinking of you. We're hanging out. Um, call me back, and we got Gavin until eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> it's so fun. I love it. Well, I have two things to. With it, oh, I have so many things it brings to mind. But one thing, and I want you to go to the website. This, this I like Christmas songs. I'm Jewish, but I love these Christmas songs. They kind of, they're so. They give me the chills. You should, and especially if they're sung by you know great singers. Yeah. One of my favorite songs. And I hope my rabbi isn't listening. Is Amazing Grace? I love Amazing that. Amazing Grace? Yes. I don't always think of that as a Christmas song. Well, that isn't a Christmas song. I'm, but I'm skipping to I that one. I love that song. Yeah. 
I do too. There's something about it. But she sent me a YouTube singing. There are like these six really good-looking men and with these fabulous voices. I'm not quite sure who they are because I just looked at it right before I went on the line, singing Amazing Grace. And I'm nice. sitting here sobbing. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. you send me the URL on that. Yeah, I should. And I'll, pu- I'll, I'll post it under news in my website. How about beautiful. that? Beautiful. Great, great, yeah, great. So anybody who wants it can, can, can listen to it. Another thing, I have a question to ask you. This is a social work question, but you're the, you're the social worker, you're the therapist, and I'm the patient. <laughs> I have a good time looking at my old boyfriends online. Now, given my age, I have a lot of old boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of history. So Did you find I, them? Yeah, I found no, one I never of find them. them. Well, I found one of them. Yeah. Who is, Tell me. Let me hear. Well, he was an acting student at um, and a dancer uh, at uh, Northwestern University uh, when I dated him. One of my first loves, and he was gorgeous. And one of the only straight guys in the whole dancing ensemble that he was in. Anyway, very cool guy. I've been looking him up. He's out in L.A. He's married to an agent. He's there was and and I've seen information about him. Then I came across this YouTube thing of his when he did some kind of a show dancing. Oh, funny. He looks great. So I said that Barry was in making dinner, as he should have been, and I'm calling him. I said, come and see this picture. Come and see on YouTube my old boyfriend. He refused to look. He did not want to see it. Barry didn't want to look? Nope. Oh, funny. And I wanted to share it with him. And he didn't want to have anything to do with it? And he said, why would I want to do that? I said, well, if you did that to me, if you were showing me... Exactly, I'd be over there in a minute. So would I. I mean, (laughs) show me, I would be plopping myself down. I want to see her. I want to see more pictures. I want to, I'd be, you know, enlarging the photo if I could, whatever. Big difference between men and women. A huge difference when it comes to that. It's so interesting. Yeah. Can you, this is 100 years later. I said, how could you not, what is wrong with you? A hundred years later, not quite. <laughs> not quite, but, I mean, there's no chance of... And he didn't want to see. Like That's so funny. No. Men are, I think men, they're all the same. Did, uh, I, did I just say that out loud? Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, this is our, Maybe we are, too. Maybe women are all the same, too. Maybe we are, but I think we Because wouldn't. I would be over there in a minute. I would, I'd check it out. But I don't think that... I don't, see, here's the difference. They would check out their ex-girlfriends or whatever, but they wouldn't tell us that they were doing it. Exactly. We would say, "Hey, check, you wouldn't believe who I ran across." You know what? That's a, you're right about that. That is so true, Lauren. Because they'd be up in their office with the door closed, exactly. You know, looking up all these women and not and saying never a word. tell you. Yeah, and I want to discuss it and talk about it, and you know. So I guess I'll have to send you his picture, and we can send talk it over. About I'd it. like to see it. <laughs> He's a cutie. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I, I just thought I because we're always talking about difference between men and women, but I thought that was pretty significant. I was that upset. is hugely significant. Yeah, it is. Um, and all right, so that's all I want to say about that because I I'll probably if he's listening to the show, I'll be in big trouble. Oh no, he'll he knows it's the truth. What we just spoke is that that's they. Don't, so I really want to know next. He's going to hear the show, I'm sure, and I want to know the answer to that question, Barry. I want to know are you guys up in your offices checking it out and not sharing? You have to ask. You have to ask Rob. Ask him if that's what he does. He would never tell the truth about it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he'd say, "I never do that." I know. All right. Well, well I'll him. ask and I'll find out. Yeah, what have his you ever done that? Though? We'll compare you... answers, and you know what? They're going to have the same answer. No, I never do that. Do you ever look up your old boyfriends? I have absolutely. Yeah. 
like to but keep yeah, track I have a hard time finding them. I don't know what that means, but they're never, like, they don't have good, juicy websites or anything. But, no, I got, this, of course, made me very sad. I got an email from somebody who lives in my hometown where I grew up, and then she sends me, this is somebody I dated, but not in the same way. This was just high school stuff, and knew him well, and he used to tutor me in geometry, and she sends me the obituary. Oh, God. That really was upsetting. That was kind of jarring. That does make you feel like you're 100 years old. Yeah, it does. It makes you feel bad. Oh. Here's a bit of advice for you. I got this from uh, one of my friends. Real important for all of us. I don't know if you got this email or not. This is one of those things that's going around the net. But I often, and I know you do too, you go out a lot, you give lectures, you leave your car in a parking lot, uh, and it can be late at night, uh, although this can apply to something during the day as well. Listen to this, Lauren. This is really important. Apparently, there's a whole group of carjackers. Have you heard? No. Is this in your area or everywhere? Everywhere. This is a carjacking thing that's going around the national, the United States. You go, you get in your car. Well, first, what they do is they put something pasted or taped to the back of your window. It could be, it doesn't matter what it is, but a piece of paper looks like something. All right, so let's say you get in your car late at night. You don't see it. You unlock the door. You get in, lock the door, and you turn around to back out, and you see this thing, a piece of paper taped at the back of your car on the windshield, on the back windshield. So you get unlock your car, open the door, start to walk around. They get in the car. They, and usually with women, you'll have a pocketbook, obviously. So they yeah. get in the car, drive away with everything, your pocketbook, your identity, your car, and if you're, and hopefully they don't even back up and back or run over you. So something to, it's a really practical piece of advice oh if, you, if that happens. And I know you are, you know, you are really out and one of those people who does, as I said, you're out, you're giving lectures, you're doing, you know, so this is something to really think about. Uh, uh, uh. I Crazy. will. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it makes sense. It's like such an easy thing to do to people. That's an awful thing. Yeah, it is an awful thing. But you know what? It's just something I thought I wanted to share with with everybody. So pay attention and don't just keep drive drive away. Really, drive away. Like yeah. if you see something and it's on the back of your on the window in the back of your car, drive away first. Get to a safe spot, and then if you want to take, you know, then it's up to you. But get far away from where you are because chances are somebody's done that purposely, and they are going to try and car, do you know, do a carjacking. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Happy days, happy May. Oh, there's a lot of you know. There's news, and it's every day on the news stuff. Like not just you know exactly like that, but stuff like that. It's just it's it is it's a, it's prevalent. It's out there. Yeah, it is out there, and you have to be aware of it, and then. You know, when Sierra but not starts, run around in fear. Not run around. Just be practical. Exactly. Just know what's out there. You have to be savvy. We have to be more savvy than we used to be, but we don't have to be afraid. We have to be in control. Exactly. We have to be smart, yeah. We have to be smart, yeah. yeah we have to be smart. Speaking of smart, 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 smart. Here's a smart, smart lady. She's the author of Surviving Ophelia. Did you ever read that book? I don't Surviving think so. of well, it's one of those bestsellers. I think it was a New York. It is a New York Times bestseller. It's all about um, the teenage girls and what happens to them when they get to be teenagers. You know, you you have these very um, well accomplished, smart, athletic young girls, and then all of a sudden they become teenagers and everything falls apart. Or there's the potential for that to happen here in the United States, and it is a phenomenon. Anyway, so Surviving Ophelia uh, is uh, a book by Dr. Cheryl Delasega. She's a PhD. She teaches at Albany at uh, College of Medicine at Penn State University. Uh huh. 
And I was talking to her last week, and she's got another book out called Forced to be Family. This is um, this is kind of going roundabout, but it is bringing us back to the holiday season. And she has some very interesting tips as a psychologist about this whole holiday season and meeting with family. So I don't, you know, I'm your social worker with a microphone, so we got to address this topic. <laughs> I know your Thanksgiving was great because you didn't even have, not because you didn't have family, but it was not toxic because there were, you were, had it with friends rather than family. And I don't know what but you're I doing. really have to say to you, I don't think my, I, and this is my perspective, of my, my family might say otherwise, but I think our family gatherings, they're never toxic. They're, they're pretty happy and upbeat. All right, so you're not included in this. I'm not included in this. <laughs> but for those of you who may have some toxic situations, I want to discuss some of this stuff that Dr. Della Sega, Dr. Cheryl Della Sega, a force to be family, discussed with me the other day. Uh, she brings up some interesting issues, and they may apply to some of our listeners. It's always good to throw this stuff out because if somebody learns one little thing during the show, we've done our job. Let's hear. Okay. And I never really thought about this. What do you do when you have, uh, if, when you have teenagers, and maybe you don't have too many teenagers at your table, but you have four generations of, of uh, friends and guests at the dinner table? Generation yep. Y, X, um, what is it? Generation Y, gener- baby boomers, and traditionalists. And so you've got the generation X's and Y's. Oh, I, we have to... <laughs> Take a break. I got so involved, I didn't even see our time was up. But, got, well, oh, good. Ruben's playing the music. We'll be back. Lauren Deller Blake, Catherine Zox, and we're on Voice America. Don't go away. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. This isn't silence. It's nothing. Every year, a million families lose their homes to foreclosure because they do nothing. If you've fallen behind on your mortgage, do something. Call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, in this station. Keeping families together whole and healthy is sometimes a serious challenge to parents. And when there's a crisis, where do you turn for help? Right here. The Parents' Hour with Dr. Arlene Kerman. An open and frank forum covering both legal and social issues surrounding our kids. Tune in for The Parents' Hour with Dr. Arlene Kerman. Every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Radio Network. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. You're listening to Catherine Zox. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And Lauren Deller-Blake, and you're listening to Voice America. That's voiceamerica.com. Joining Lauren and me this morning is Jan Atkins. She's one of the editors of the Betty Crocker Cooking Basics Cookbook. There are so many Betty Crocker books, and I always have every holiday season, whether Thanksgiving or Christmas, I usually have a Betty Crocker person on because they always seem to have a new and exciting book, and they do this year. It's called Betty Crocker Cooking Basics, Recipes and Tips to Cook with Confidence. I think that's the key to cook with confidence, which... uh, uh, which will provide all the answers for today's beginner cook. A and uh, it's a bestseller, over five hundred thousand copies sold. Interesting book, always beautiful illustrations. So here to talk to us about the book and what's in it and how we can gain confidence in our own cooking is Jan Atkins. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning. How are you this morning, Jan? I'm great. How are you, Catherine? I am fine. So now, I'm I'm sitting here with this beautiful cookbook. They're always beautiful. These cookbooks, the Betty Crocker cookbooks are great not just to keep for yourself, but to give as gifts, especially this time of year. So if you can't think about what you want to give to someone, and it doesn't have to be just for the ladies, it can be for the men also, am I right? That's correct. Um, we, you know, the, t- the, the book is designed for beginning cooks as a teaching tool um, and, and for anybody who wants to build confidence in the kitchen. But um, we think it's great for those people going off and starting their um, own home for the first time, great for uh, a wedding gift. But we're finding that more and more guys are getting into cooking, and especially some of the ones that are retiring right now and maybe want to spend a little bit more time in the kitchen don't maybe know their way around as well, this is a terrific uh, gift for them. This is a perfect book for them, Jan, so that they are not, and some of these ladies know this, driving their spouses or partners crazy with the questions. It's sometimes it's even not worth it to have them cook because they, don't, they have to talk about no confidence and not knowing what they're doing. But if they have a book like this, it's very clear. Everything is totally laid out for them. So let's kind of start from the beginning. Say you are one of those, we, you know, you don't have to be one of those men necessarily, but it's really soup to nuts in terms of tell, giving you the instructions in terms of how to cook, what to do, what utensils you need. Yes, it starts out with uh, the measuring utensils and uh, some of the simple um, kitchen gadgets that um, are used in the kitchen. Um, there are, um, you know, the pots and pans and just, uh, you know, a few, you, you don't need a lot of kitchen equipment, just a few of the essentials, and we kind of give that information and actually show pictures of them in the beginning of the book. So your your partner, and I'm going to say partner because we don't know who he is, but whatever, can't come up to you. And, and, and Lauren, don't you find this, if you, want, if you get your husband to try and cook, it's always like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be using. I don't know what the measuring thing is. And oh, so, there's all kinds of great excuses. Yeah. So, so, you know, I have a great solution. You buy one of those deep fryers, and they know how to use that for some <laughs> <laughs> But if you buy them this book, Seriously, I mean, there is. It tells you absolutely everything. And right, Jan. I mean, it has all the abbreviations in there for you know, from teaspoon to package to Fahrenheit, so you know exactly what it means when you're looking at the uh, recipes. All the measuring guides. I mean, this is really all inclusive. This cookbook, the Betty Crocker Cooking Basics. All right. So we're starting out telling these 
all of us are the the new um, the beginner cook what to do. Um, so we've got all the the pots and the pans and all the stuff. And what's next? Well, we um, it's as simple as knowing how to set a table. So we saw a few illustrations on setting the table. Um, a little bit about serving beverages and uh, creating that perfect cup of coffee or a perfect pot of tea. A lot of people maybe don't know how to do that or don't know how to measure for that. So um, we tell them a little bit how to do that before we get into the recipes. And um, there's over 110 delicious recipes with um, beautiful photos to go with them. Including meatloaf. Guys always like me. I love it too, but there's a great meatloaf recipe in here. Easy, simple. These are really simple, and they're, but when they're finished, it looks like you really took a lot of time and that they were more difficult than they were. Also, Jan, what about, uh, you know, because today's every, everybody's very health conscious. Um, what about, do we know how many calories? I, I think you've got all that stuff in here, too, like describing exactly what are in the ingredients. Well, we do have um, complete nutrition run on every single recipe that, um, that the Betty Crocker Kitchens puts out. Um, and we also give tips on how to kind of lighten up some of those recipes if you choose to, to want to watch the calories and fat intake in your diet. Well, I like that. So, and even if you're, not even for dieting purposes, but now there are a lot of people who have heart disease and diabetes mm-hmm. and all kinds of other medical conditions, so they would want to lighten up. So you provide that. You don't have to do that on your own. It's right here. It tells you how to do it with each individual recipe. Great. Yes. Yeah. So what's your favorite recipe? Well, you know, I have a number of favorite recipes um, in this book. Um, what I like is that they is that we have just the basic recipes to start out with. Um, what a home cook or beginning cook would like to do. You you mentioned meatloaf, meatloaf. Um, you know, making your own pasta sauce, um, and some of those really simple things. You know, beef stew, a pot roast. But I think one of my favorite recipes in the pasta chapter is called chicken and spinach stuffed shells. I like it because it's something that um, it, it does make a large amount, and, and uh, my husband and I are alone now. Our children are off cooking on their own. but um, <laughs> They should be. <laughs> they, still call, they still call all the time with cooking questions, however, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, anyway, this, the chicken and spinach stuffed shells is something that can be prepared ahead of time. And, you know, as a, as a, as a working person and busy uh, person, it's something that you can prepare ahead, and then um, you know when you get home, you could um, pop it in your oven. I also took um, half of it last week and put it in the freezer because we are going to be having some guests at our home next week, and uh, I want to be able to take that outside and have that for a nice dinner when I get home from work. Yeah, I think, uh, Jan, a lot of these recipes look like that you can. You can freeze them, so obviously if you're going to have people uh, over the holidays, big groups of people, you can make it ahead of time, which is really important, Um, and make it in quantity. I guess that's the other thing, right, if you're going to have a lot. Yeah, you'd be able to do that. Um, I think the key, though, when you're getting ready for holidays and entertaining is that you take a little bit of time to plan uh, and not kind of jump into a recipe without looking to make sure that, you, you have the ingredients, the equipment, and, of course, the time to make it. But if you sit down, I, what I like to do is sit down, um, you know, for an hour or so and just kind of plan out menus, make sure I have everything in my pantry or, or put it on a grocery list for a shopping uh, trip. Yeah, instead of running out to the grocery store at 2 o'clock in the morning, which I can... <laughs> which well, I you don't know have anybody do. um, blocking you in the aisles at that time. <laughs> That's true. You are free and clear. You can take your card and go anywhere, which is nice. Yeah. But you all... Now, here's one, because Lauren, you said you were into vegetables. 
this cookbook is just full of uh, ways to cook different vegetables um, and tells you different ways to cook them. I was going to ask Jen this because you've got, well, you've got a fresh vegetable grilling chart here in the book mm-hmm. and the, yeah, Betty Crocker cooking basics. I've got to remind listeners that's what we're talking about. So you actually have how to cut them and how much time it takes to grill them. I mean, this really is a hand-holding cookbook. Let me tell you, what's the difference between steaming, well, we have broccoli here, steaming a vegetable like steaming broccoli and microwaving it? I mean, what's the difference in terms of taste and also in terms of do, retaining all the good nutrients in the vegetable? Do you know the answer to that? Well, I think um, you're going to probably retain um, the amount of um, um, vitamins in both the steam and the microwave. But steaming is not in water, so it's kind of, uh, it might be above the water if you put it in a little steam basket. So some of those uh, vitamins will stay in there uh, uh, instead of dropping down into the water. So in other words, it's better to use one of those steam baskets instead of, otherwise you end up sometimes boiling it too. If you, put I, it in. you do, you do if, you, um, if you're not careful. Yeah, so then you boil. Then you do boil the vitamins out of the vegetable, and that's not a good thing. What about uh, uh, cutting things? Because that's important. I mean, maybe that's the next stage. But I know when you're cooking, that how you cut vegetables. Uh, well, it's not only doesn't only affect the way in which you the presentation, but the way you cut them also affects the way they they cook, doesn't it? Correct. I, when you're cooking vegetables or grilling vegetables. To have a uniform size, obviously the vegetable gets cooked the same way all the way through, and each piece of the vegetable gets cooked the same. All right. So you have to, well, this tells you exactly how to cook them. Um, uh, you've got, well, why don't you do have boiling, boiling corn, so that way you're going to boil the corn. But the other things you really don't boil, the other vegetables that you've listed, you know, mushrooms and cauliflower and stuff, at steam or microwave them. Um, I tend not to microwave my vegetables. I'm always afraid I'm somehow I'm radiating myself. It's not radiation, but still that it's better just to steam them. I don't know. What do you do, Lauren? Um, you know, I, I, I agree it, with you. It depends. Sometimes I steam. You know, we do have uh, a little um, area on boiling, but when I do boiling, I, you know, I use a small amount of water and um, um, just kind of simmer them. So if you don't have a steaming basket, which a lot of people might not have, um, you can do it just it's a small amount of water and not to overcook them. I think a, a tender crisp, which is, sounds like kind of an oxymoron, but it's a kind of a lightly um, cooked vegetable, um, you're retaining more of those vitamins. One of the things that you say, Jan, in the beginning of the book, and we kind of touched on it, but I think I really should mention these four tips before you start, and as you said, I mean, one of the things, ask, do you have all the ingredients to make the recipe? Do you have the tools and equipment? Uh, do I understand the directions? And do I have the time it takes to make? This is where I sometimes fall apart, thinking that I have more time than I need, and then I get frustrated, and then I get angry, then I get mad at myself, and then I get mad at everybody else in the family. That's not <laughs> a good scenario. So uh, that it's real important, at least for me, make sure, do you have the time, ladies, to make this recipe, whatever it is, however simple it is, um, and, you know, make sure your time management is, is accurate. Am, am I right about that? And that's right. And one of the things that we do give is, a, is a, a prep time and a start to finish time on each recipe. And so that's a guideline for how long um, it should take. Um, for instance, if you're, look, if you're doing a macaroni and cheese, you're going to have some prep time. 
but then you're going to have a start to finish time, which will be a little bit obviously longer because uh, you have the bake time in there. So during that bake time, you know, it's kind of free time, free time to put a side dish together or a salad or something like that for your meal. All right. Lauren, any questions about the vegetables or the main course? Because I want to go on to, uh, do we have desserts? Oh, we do have desserts. Um, it's in our snacks and sweet treats chapter, and we just have uh, just a handful of desserts. I think one of my favorite is this outstanding chocolate cookie. It's called Outrageous Double Chocolate White Chocolate Chunk Cookie. Mm. Um, it is a very delicious cookie. It, it's kind of a large cookie, so it's kind of like that mall cookie or a bakery cookie. A great presentation um, with, the, with the size and the beautiful uh, chocolate uh, chunks and white chocolate chunks in it. I actually made those and had them in my freezer, took them out when we had some friends over the other night, and my girlfriend said, got to have this recipe. It's delicious. Well, I mean, Jana, your girlfriend's jealous of you because here you are working for Betty Crocker Cooking Basics Cookbook, and so you have all the answers. I imagine you, they're either jealous or you're the most popular person in the neighborhood. Not sure which. Anyway, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with Jan Atkins, Betty Crocker Cooking Basics. You're listening to The Catherine Zock Show, VoiceAmerica.com, Lauren Deller-Blake, my co-host. Uh, don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern Time. I'm on the Voice America Business Network. Careful at the party, hun. No alcohol, right? I know, Mom. Seriously, you're still growing, and it messes with your judgment. Yeah, I know. Trust me, you could do some things you don't really want to do. If you're a grown woman, it's different, but you're not. I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all, before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking, and keep talking. Learn more at StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. When facing divorce or separation, couples need to leave behind the emotional baggage and stress that obviously remains long after the divorce is final. Tune into Living Passionately, Getting Beyond Divorce. Every week, your host, Lisa Fredette, a certified life and relationship coach, will take you through divorce recovery, relationships, self-discovery, and discovering the law of attraction. The show will offer a strong foundation to help you rebuild your life as a single person. Living Passionately, Getting Beyond Divorce is live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Yes, this morning on The Catherine Zox Show with Lauren Deller-Blake, my co-host, and it's voiceamerica.com. Joining us this morning is Jan Atkins. We've been talking about uh, her new cookbook or the new Betty Crocker series, Betty Crocker Cooking Basics. Actually, during the break, Jan, are you here with us still? I am. Yeah. Well, Lauren, I am to me, my, and she said I'm buying the book. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Yeah. Delicious. You're making I've, me hungry. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't have to buy the book because I have it right here. And I thought this would be kind of fun and because in the back of the book, it has a cooking terms glossary, right? So it gives you all the this, this three pages of this glossary. Let's just kind of give a little quiz and see whether or not you know. Uh, you, Lauren, you can, this is a quiz for you. See if you know what these mean. You're going to test my cooking terms. Yeah, what the okay, terms mean. <laughs> I'm up this, for it. It's great. It's in the Betty Crocker Cooking Basics, ladies. So, um, all right, here's one. Do you know? Oh, well, this this should be pretty easy. The first, it's the first one, al dente. What does al dente mean? It's the when you cook noodles not to the point that they're they're still hard. They're a little they're a little harder, not so soft. Yeah, there's a key word here. What would you say the key word is? Maybe Jan can answer it, or I will. But the key word cooked until tender. This is tender. what they're yeah. But tender, firm, but not um, not. Uh, um, too hard, but kind of firm to the bite. So when I when I check pasta, I always take one out, cut it with the side of a fork, or taste it myself. If it doesn't right, just cook it a couple minutes longer. So when you say cut it with the side of the fork, what does that mean? If it won't cut when you try to cut it with the side of the fork, then it's what, too hard? Too firm. Too firm. I think probably the best is, um, is tasting. Um, that's always the best way to know if, you're, if, if it's correct or not. For your but taste. And some people might not like al dente. They might want it just a little bit softer than that, depending upon what, um, you know, what their tastes are. See, I have a problem with that. I tend to, I make it, to, I want to cook it al dente. I seem to go just beyond that little point and it gets too mushy. How do you prevent yourself from doing that? You know, I mean, it doesn't take too long to go from too hard to, to, to mushy and, you know, and, I mean, it can be a, it's a matter of seconds. Well, I, I think it's just really paying attention to your pot of um, pasta. And it, might be, and it might be tasting and stirring like every 30 seconds and tasting, especially during those last couple minutes. And then I think, if, you know, if you're making pasta to, put, to mix into a dish and put into the oven, you want to make sure you don't go too far because they will soften up more in the oven with your pasta sauce or whatever you have surrounding your pasta. So, uh, pa- so pasta can be tricky. It's not just throwing that sp- unless you cook. I was going to say unless you're cooking for the kids, but that's not true. If you get the kids, accu- children accustomed to good pasta al dente, they'll grow up wanting good pasta and having that kind of a palate. So it's good to start young. It is good to start young, and you know this book is great for young people also. Um, someone who you know can read and wants to be with their their parent in the kitchen is a great learning tool for them too. Yeah, you make a great point there because I'm all for, I think, the, the kids, are, the children are learning, sons and daughters, learning mm-hmm. how to cook, but at the same time they're interacting with mom and dad. It's a whole social thing, um, and I think it's a very positive family experience. So you get a lot of stuff out of cooking from a good cookbook like this. All right, here's another one. What is, what does, um, what's the difference between deep fry or French fry? This is a tough yeah, one. I don't know. Okay. 
deep fry or French fry? Yeah, what's the difference between that? Um, I'm going to take a guess. I don't know. You know, I would think deep fry is where they're actually immersed in water, and French fry maybe is the you know lightly lightly sautéed in oil. Yeah, is there a difference? Is there a difference, Jan? I I, I really actually think it's the same. I think it, it's the some might some might use the term deep fry or French fry, but you still have to get your food below the oil. So you may you might use a little less um, in French fry, but you still have to get your food um, you know below the oil. But what about pan fry? How does that fit in? Well, pan fry would be kind of a lightly uh, you, you know just a light uh, layer of oil, and so your food would probably be above the oil at some point. If you're going to like pan fry a chicken breast or something like that, you wouldn't you know wouldn't go underneath the oil. All right, so deep fry, French fry, similar or the same, but pan fry, you're not using as much oil. What about, you know, when they say in a recipe, and lots of recipes say this, you need a dash of something. What is a dash? A dash is usually about um, a sixteenth to an eighth of a teaspoon. That's a good question. I never knew that before. So what have you you been doing, Lauren, putting in a teaspoon? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it can be very subjective what a dash is. Some people's dashes are a little bit larger than others. But, you know, as you get used to, um, you know, cooking and you, you start off with a recipe in the book, my, I would encourage people to make those notes in the side of their cookbook right in their cookbook. Say, next time I'm going to increase the amount of herb or spice in this or I want it to decrease it. Um, that's, you know, those are, those are great ways to keep track um, instead of saying, oh, this is, this is a perfect cookbook. I don't want to write in it. It's your tool. To, um, good point. Very good point, especially for, and I'm always using myself as an example. I'm like, I get obsessive compulsive. It's a beautiful cookbook. I don't want to mess it up. But, hey, like you say, I want to use it, and, and these things are important, and you won't remember it unless you do write it in the book itself. You're so right about that. Need to do that. Here's another one. What does this mean? And this sounds maybe like it's too simple, but when they say chill, what chill what? What does chill mean? <laughs> Well, it just uh, just enough time in the refrigerator to make sure that it's cold. So if you're trying to, um, you know, if you put a pasta salad together and, and you've put in like some cooked turkey or something like that, you just want to get it to a temperature that is enjoyable to eat so that it's just cold. So, so you don't... You know, and we usually give, um, we usually give, uh, we we test all those chill times in the Betty Crocker kitchen. So we know that if we say chill for two hours, we know that that is the minimum amount of time that you should chill, but it's still yet very tasty. So if foods are too cold, I think sometimes you can't taste the flavors. Do you find that? I oh, do. That, yeah, that's very true. You need, um, you know, bringing, bringing them more into the room temperature are not so cold, all those flavors um, come out. It's like, a, it's like a great bottle of wine, you know. A white wine is uh, right out of the refrigerator is a little bit too cold. Bring it down a little bit, and all those flavors come through. How about when you're desperate and I take my wine and put it in the freezer because I only have a half, <laughs> a half That's an hour? That's better than ch- putting an ice cube in it, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Whatever you – this is not – that is not in the cookbook, uh, ladies and gentlemen, so do not do that. That is not a good thing to do, especially with a good bottle of wine, <laughs> right? All right, we got to – Time for, what, I guess a couple more. Here's one, poaching. Do you know what poaching is? Can you describe poaching, Lauren? Well, I just know what you do when you poach an egg. That's when you drop it in water for just a few minutes and it gets soft and cooked. You are so good. Oh, she's excellent. Yeah. 
I love poached <laughs> eggs. I haven't made those in a long time. You are making me so hungry. <laughs> I know. And if you were sitting here looking at this book, you'd be even hungrier. And I love books with good pictures. Yeah, that's the illustrations. Yeah. And they illustrate everything in this book. This is the Betty Crocker Cooking Basics. I mean, actually showing you how to cut. The, not just pictures of the vegetables and the fruits and stuff, but actually cutting them. So there's no excuse not to do at least uh, one prepare uh, one good meal. I just have a question. What else do you poach besides eggs? Um, you can poach chicken. You can poach fish. Oh, okay. So you can poach salmon. I have a you can you poach know, salmon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just poach it in water. I know there are fancier ways to doing it, like poaching it, and you know there are different kinds of I don't know. Uh, is it sauce, whatever, but you, you really can, if you're kind of watching your diet, you can poach it in water and it still turns out pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It does. I actually you're right. have poached salmon before now that you remind me of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is good. It's nice and moist. Exactly. Now, here's, here's one. Most people know what this is, but we're just going to make sure that they do zest. What is zest when they... It's a tiny, tiny little flavor like of an orange or lemon, just a tiny, like the ground, it's the rind, right, a tiny bit. Yeah, and I have difficulty, Jan, getting the zest off of an orange or a lemon. Sometimes I don't do a recipe because you have to have the lemon zest or the orange zest. Mm-hmm. Is there any easy way to do it? Because I find, my, you know, it's like it's so much work just to get a little bit of lemon zest. Um, you know, there are tools out there called zesters or microplanes are great for zesting, but just a regular box grater and use your smallest um, hole on the side of your box grater. Uh, and that'll give you the zest in just a couple seconds. Oh, all right, because I, it seems to me it takes me so long to do that, and I have, to, like, sometimes an orange cake or a, uh, particularly this lemon cake, my mother's mm-hmm. lemon cake that I make, you have to use all of this lemon zest. All right, I guess I need to get a zester. Now, do we leave anything out? We've got a couple more minutes. I want to, you know, uh, listeners, you want to buy the book for yourselves and for gifts or whatever, you can go to, uh, can we go to, a, is there a Betty Crocker website? We can go uh, to the Betty book. Crocker.com, yes. Or, Betty? or your favorite bookstore. They're in bookstores right now also. Terrific. BettyCrocker.com. And, of course, there are all the other Betty Crocker books there are, to, are also there. So, And, Jen, are you one of the editors? I mean, I kind of, uh, uh, what, what's your title at Betty Crocker? Um, I'm a food editor. You're the food editor. I'm a food, a food editor, editor on, on cookbooks, and also I work a lot on um, on the General Mills brands in the kitchens. Great. It was wonderful. I learned a lot, and there's lots more to learn, so go out, get the book, Betty Crocker, Cooking Basics. We've been talking to Jan Atkins uh, from Betty Crocker. She's one of the food editors. Have a great holiday. Thank you. It was wonderful talking with you, Karen, Catherine, and uh, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye, Lauren. Did you learn? Uh, this is. I uh, see. This is great. I like this glossary at the end of the book because uh, you know these are things that words I hear all the time over and over, and then I forget them. I have to say, I'm feeling pretty smug over here. <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> I, I'm going to give you. Yeah, here's one. I forgot one. We've got one minute left. I'm not even going to say. There's one other difficult one here. I put you on the spot, but you are good. I want to hear your hard one. Blanche. I don't know what that is. Oh May wait, I, say it again. Blanche. It's when you quickly dip it in hot water and take it out. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Because I just lost the page. Blanching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to leave you with blanching. You can do some blanching for you on your Christmas dinner or Hanukkah dinner, whatever. We have 30 seconds. Take a break. Lauren Beller-Blake and Catherine Sox, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be back in a minute.
talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787.com. No excuses, no delays. If you have goals you want to achieve or changes you need to make, then it's time to take charge of your life with America's change buddy, Nancy Christie. This show will help you lead a more productive and fulfilling life starting now. Take Charge of Your Life challenges you to expand your sense of possibilities. Take Charge of Your Life with Nancy Christie is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America. Let change be a positive force in your life. Hi, my name is Stanley, and I've been arrested for stealing shoes. I didn't really steal them, but I've been sent to Camp Green Lake anyway. The worst punishment a kid could get. And at Camp Green Lake, we dig holes. Lots of holes. I've only been here a short time, but I think the camp director is up to something. I'm Stanley Elnatz, and I'm covering more than dirt at Camp Green Lake. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Holes by Lewis Sacker. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Corrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Corrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Catherine Zox. It's voiceamerica.com with Catherine Zox and Lauren Deller-Blake. And uh, we were, Lauren and I were just talking to one of the food editors at Betty Crocker, and they have a new book out for the holidays called Betty Crocker Cooking Basics. And uh, lots of good stuff in there, making Lauren and me very hungry. And uh, Lauren's going to buy the book uh, as a gift, and she just uh, told me during the break a gift for herself. So you can... <laughs> no, I have I... to say I have... I'm not a big, I don't use a lot of recipe books, but Betty Cracker, I should have said this when she was on the phone, um, Betty Cracker books have been my, they're the staple. I have one that's a Christmas book. It's got to be 10 years old, and it's filthy, dirty, well-used, and I have some really great recipes in there that I just love. When you have your basic cookbook like that, it's just so easy to go use it, back to it. I mean, you can, you can even embellish on the recipes if you want to, but you kind of go back to the one you feel comfortable with. I do the same thing. I have one of these also, not this one, but another one of the Betty Crocker ones. I also have The Joy of Cooking, which is another one. I probably shouldn't. Well, that's a good old, I mean, that's a staple. That that's one, another one. Everybody needs to have, but it's the Christmas one. It's like, it has to, my grandmother gave it to me, so it has to be 10 or 15 years old. But it's, the, it's, it's got menus for Christmas and gorgeous. It's what to do like a week out, two weeks out, a month out, and then as you get closer. So it's really helpful. You can cook helpful. for the next that. year if you want to. <laughs> you can, you can really. get all the next year right under, right under control. You can cook for Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> then just forget about it. 
ladies and gentlemen, you never have to cook again. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Well, you could. You can freeze all this stuff. You know, I just want to say I had Kat Schwartz on the other day on my other show. You know who she is? She's I, one of the uh, eBay um, tech persons on uh-huh. eBay, she, and she's uh, the techmommy.com, okay. techmommy.com, Kat Schwartz. You've seen her on the Today Show all the time. She's one of their experts. She was talking about some of these new kind of tech presents they have, and I know you were shopping yesterday, you said, for Sierra. The, uh, I keep saying baby, but not baby anymore. She's going to be three soon, Catherine. Three-year-old, almost to be three-year-old, so it's like really fun to shop for her. This gift I don't think is for, for, for a three-year-old, but it, this is a great... Have you heard of the Pulse pen? Do you know what a Pulse pen is? No, I've never heard of it. P-U-L-S-C-E. Sounds kind of nasty, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not a great name. <laughs> Sounds kind of sexy, a Pulse pen. But anyway, it's, <laughs> what could you do with that? <laughs> have fun. Anyway, it, she was <laughs> the Pulse Pen. Pulse Pen. P-U-L-S-E? Yeah. Okay. It, it, is, not, it is exactly what it's sounding like. Yeah. Google it. Pulse Pen. What you do with the Pulse Pen is it's a little bit, she said, thicker than a regular pen, but when you're, t- you t- let's say you're a student or whatever you are, you're taking classes, you're going to lectures, whatever, what it does is you're writing, you know, you're, you are taking notes, but at the same time, the pen is recording what the lecturer is saying. Oh, my God. You mean it's yeah, a recorder. So, it's a... Yes. So that if you are looking at your notes, let's say you've been to a lecture, and you're looking at the notes, but you, you're you not sure where the... We can't read your writing, or you're not sure where the notes came in relation to what the speaker was saying, because you didn't write down everything the speaker was saying, you can click on... I, you know, I don't know. You have to, I guess, write on a sp- special piece of paper, um, and then it will connect, you, you know, what you wrote with what the speaker was saying at the same time, the context in which this, the, the note was taken. Huh, that's amazing. Isn't it? Or you've got both there, I guess. You you know, you're so you're not just, you know, I wouldn't want to go into a lecture and just... <clears throat> record it because that take, then you've got to keep going back and I don't you can't look you know it takes too long to go back and listen to everything that the person that the speaker said right so you do want to take notes right I've, I always take notes yeah but this way you've got both that's a great gift Isn't that I, that's a great for like a college student yeah college but also don't you I mean I go to lectures I do too I, I, yeah. I would like it for that I actually yeah. would like that's it now I have one for you you want to hear the one that I'm that's on my list yes the Amazon Kindle have you heard of it no give it to me this is a cool gift it's a little pricey it's like 350 I think wait how did Kindle K-I-N-D-E-L or? K-I-N-D-L-E okay Amazon Kindle yeah the Am- so if you go to Amazon.com and do a search on the um, Kindle it is a electronic book so here's the deal it's a, it's like a computer, but it's not. It's a book. It's like the shape of a book, the size of a book, and you download your book, so you no longer buy books and kill trees. And it's, it's easy to read, I guess, as a regular book, and it can hold like thousands of books. And here's the deal: they're all like nine dollars, like nine ninety nine. And if you buy everything always from Amazon and you lose your Kindle, you just can get it for free. You buy your Kindle again, but your downloads are free. Amazing. So now. Isn't that great? Is this something very new? Yes, brand new in the past couple months. It just came out. So what's that going to do for the book publishing business? It's going to change it drastically. I mean, it's going to change it. But Amazon's brilliant because you still have to buy the books. You have to get them electronically, and you want to be able to have a backup, and Amazon is keeping your stuff on backup. That is 
Fantastic. I know. I love that. I love that. Well, you topped me on the Pulse pen for the Amazon Kindle. Can you imagine the two together? What a gift that is. (laughs) What a gift under that tree, that old-fashioned tree. I mean, I'm going to have to check out the, I'm going to add the Pulse pen to my list because Rob's been asking. I'm like, I I don't know. I'm not good about that. You know, but that's, the Kindle's on my list. That's a good one. And the, the, the and the pulse pen, I think is don't quote, I think it's like under two hundred dollars. She was talking about stuff that wasn't nothing was over like three hundred dollars. So this was under two hundred, which you know I think is a good price, right? Well, for a gift like that, yeah. Every time you go someplace, I find taking notes is great. But I would love to have it recorded to go back and check it out. Here, I want to go back to what we first started talking about in the show. We have like a few minutes left, and I feel under pressure because we didn't finish what we were saying about the psychologist who's the author of Surviving Ophelia, and she wrote the book uh, Forced to Be Family because this is holidays. I want to get back to, you know, social worker with a microphone. We have to talk. I just want to, before we took, I think, our first break, right, we were talking about what happens at the dinner table or at family gatherings over the Christmas holidays, Uh Hanukkah holidays. Um, what, and I started to tell you what one of the problems can be when you have four generations sitting down at the Christmas table or uh-huh. at the holiday uh-huh. table, holiday, holiday, holiday. The cell phoning toting, cell phone toting generation wire thinks it's okay to text her, um, VBF, very best friend, during dessert. <laughs> Well, the family matriarch expects everyone listen to her memories of Thanksgiving past. That can be a problem. What do you do? What do you tell your teenager or your generation YR about texting? Oh, God, it's such an issue, isn't it? It's yeah, not it even is. a kid issue. It's even adults. I mean, it's craziness. I don't yeah. know. What do you tell them? Tell me. I don't know. You don't want to offend them. You want your so first of all, they're your generation wire. Let's say they're in college. You're happy that they're you haven't gotten there yet. You still have you know, the three year old. She's at home with you whether she wants to be or not. But your generation wire doesn't have to be home with you, so you're so glad to have them there. You're so glad to have mom there. Uh, but you, so if you tell her that she can't, or he that he can't text, he gets angry. It's real it's a tough situation. Maybe just no texting during dinner, but then it's okay afterwards when everybody finishes. All right, I don't Catherine. Know. So here's the deal. I think that you could like set this big rule. You can't do texting, but I really think that there's a bigger issue here. And the real issue is that we are not ever present with one another. So maybe we set the set the the intention that we'd like to have some quality time together and to be present with each other means to not be on the phone and not be texting. It's to be present and interact with the people that are in front of us. I agree. I think that that's really where it's at, and it really takes us right into the next one because the millennials will also, you know, they're working, stressed out with their jobs. They bring their laptops and their Blackberries along, and they're working because they can work on those things just sitting in the room while all the other older folks are watching the parades or the football games together, but they're talking, and that's different than being on your laptop or your Blackberry. So think about what Lauren said a minute ago. You're so right, Lauren. Be in the moment. Be present with everybody and you can't if you're like focusing on your tech tools exactly leave them home that what leave them home leave them home or at least leave them in the car (laughs) leave them in the car 30 seconds to go we're going to say goodbye anyway lauren beller blake Catherine zox i'm your social worker with a microphone and you've been listening to voiceamerica.com have a great day and we'll see you next week